Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Lackadar Podcast. I'm glad you decided to tune in whenever you're listening to this. So, as always, before we get too deep into reading Ephesians 4, 25 through 32, we'll go ahead and say a prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for so many blessings you've given us, God. And I just ask that you would please help the listeners, God, that they would listen with ears that you'd have them to, God, and that they would hear something that might strike something in them, God, but not from me, God, from you. And if there's someone here that doesn't know you, God, that they would come to, not through my words, but yours. And along that same line, God, please help me not to speak my words, God, but the words you would have me to, God, because, God, that's so much more important. Help everybody that's sick, God, and that needs you in any way. And just please help us to be examples for you in everything we do, God. And just please help the next few minutes as we'll be spending some time studying your word, God. Please help us to do it faithfully, God. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. All right. So, starting off in Ephesians 4, going from 25 to 32, which is the end of Ephesians 4, says... Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupt talking come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for the building up, as it fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. So, the first thing we see, therefore, so since we had this new life, and we are created in the likeness of God, and all that we learned last week, or not learned, but talked about last week, since all of that is true, therefore, having put away falsehood, let each of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. <coughs> so, this is what Paul was speaking of back in 15. So when we talked about this two weeks ago. Speaking the truth. And that's not a popular thing anymore. I mean, the truth, I don't guess it ever has been since Paul was having to discuss that at this moment. But speaking the truth. Because we're all one body. And, you know, we... If we broke our arm or broke our wrist, broke our arm, broke our leg, broke something, then we would have to be honest with that and say, hey, my arm's broken. I need to go to the doctor. So if we would do that with our physical body, hey, I got a headache. I need to take a Tylenol. Hey, I'm coughing a lot. I need to go make sure I don't have COVID. You know, we, we, we do stuff like that with our own bodies. Most of us do. If you don't, then you need to start. You need to start taking care of yourself. But, you know, we 
do that with our own bodies. So why would we not, with our physical bodies, so why would we not do that with our spiritual body, our body of Christ? Why would we not say, hey, brother, I hear you've been struggling with this, or hey, I hear you've been struggling with this. This is some scriptures I found that might help you. I would love to review them with you, talk to you, and I'm here for you with everything. You know, or if you've gone through it, that's even better. Say, hey, I've gone through this. This helped me, and I'm here to help you. <clears throat> and we have to call sin, sin. And I mean, we can't say, hey, you're a sinner, you're going to hell. Because that's not going to save anybody. Saying to, saying to them like that. But it's also not for us to decide what truth is. It's already been decided. And we have to speak up for the truth. Because we're the only people that are going to do it. It's, we're the only people that are going to speak up for the truth. Because the unbelievers aren't. So it's up to us. And we've been given a command here to speak the truth. And as hard as that is. But, it's like we talked about two weeks ago when we were covering verse 15. We can't just speak truth. We have to have love in there too. But on the flip side, we can't just speak love and have no truth. There's got to be that perfect balance of speaking the truth. But having love in the way you tell the truth. And we're going to get to more of that in just a few minutes. But in between there, we see 26 and 27 say, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. So these are not figures of speech. Don't let the, don't let the sun go down on your anger and don't give opportunity to the devil. That's not a figure of speech. Because <clears throat> you know as well as I do, when you go to bed thinking about something, and like still upset or worried or mad about something. A, you don't sleep as well, typically. And B, the next morning, you're more mad, more worried, or more upset about it. And yes, being angry is not a sin. Jesus was angry. In fact, let's go ahead and read that right now. Matthew 21, verses 12 through 13. And Jesus entered the temple and drove out all who sold and bought in the temple, and he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. He said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you make it a den of robbers. So Jesus was mad. Jesus was angry. Did he sin? No. And when we get angry and we have to speak that truth to them, we can't speak it in an angry tone, but we are supposed to be angered over sin. Because... Like we'll talk about in a few minutes, sin grieves God. So we have to, I mean, we should be angry about sin in our own lives and in the lives of our brothers and sisters. Because, I mean, anger can be very helpful. Because it can get stuff done. But if you let the sun go down your anger, if you get so mad about your anger that you go to sleep thinking about how mad you are, then that's not that's not good because then you're going to give opportunity to the opportunity to the devil and who knows what you'll do then because I mean, the, the devil thrives on that he thrives on trying to make you sin and if you have something like anger that you deal with or that you're dealing with the, that moment he's going to try his hardest to get you to sin through that anger. 
But if we see it's okay to be angry, but just don't let the sun go down on your anger. And is it okay to walk around angry all the time? No. But like with Jesus in the temple, if something makes you angry, it's called indignation. If it's righteous anger, justified anger, then it's okay. But the same way that you can't stay angry because then it becomes no longer justified. And you can't just walk around being angry because then it's not justified. Anger is an emotion. It's meant to come and go. And yes, it can help you speak the truth if you do it in love. And anger can come out of love. God's anger toward us, God's wrath toward us is loving. Because if we didn't have His wrath and we were just free to do whatever we wanted to do, that wouldn't be love. A parent disciplining their, disciplining their kid and bringing anger to them, that shows love. Because <clears throat> if they didn't, who knows what would happen to the kid. And then... Trying to see what's next. 28. Okay. Thought thought 29 was next, but I see 28 there. We we think we think there's so much black and white. There is so much black and white in the But we think anger's always bad or anger's never good. Anger can be good, but when it's sat in too long, just like anything, it's not a good thing. And I, I struggle with a temper. I do. I'll be 100% honest with you. I have a temper, a short temper. If something makes me mad, you're going to know it most of the time. And that's something that I've had to battle with my whole life. But, you know, and there's been many times I've gone to bed mad that I've carried around anger for no apparent reason just to carry it around. And that's not okay. That's not what we're called to do. And the stuff I was angry about, was it justified? Probably not. In fact, I would take out the word probably. It was not justified many times. Now, of course, sometimes it has been. But there's other times that it hasn't been. And it's a, it's a hard life being angry all the time. And it leads to bitterness. And we'll talk about that in a second. But <clears throat> then we move into 28. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor doing honest work within its own hands so that he may have something to show or to, sorry, to share with anyone in need. This is like an exact parallel. This is what repentance is. It's putting off and taking on. No, putting, yeah, putting off and putting on. It's putting off the old self, the thief, and putting on the honest hard worker because you're still getting results from both. But one is an honest way and one is an honest way. And one gets you what we'll see in verse 31. And one gets you what we'll see in verse 32. And it's this parallel, kind of like we were talking about last week, about putting off the old and putting on the new. And what a... There's no better... Or there probably is, well, no, because in the Bible. So there is no better way of demonstrating this than this. The thief putting off his thiefless... Thief... His stealing... He's trying to make some kind of weird word out of the word thief, but obviously couldn't do that. So, being a thief and being a hard worker. I mean, it's the same person getting similar results. And you see, we don't get similar results. We get the difference in 31 and 32, which we'll get to here shortly. But, you know, it's repentance, turning from one thing to the other. And that's what's key for the believer is repentance. And it's so hard sometimes to repent. 
And then other times, you know, it's like, it can be easy. But that's only with Jesus that it's ever easy. So if you are that thief, I encourage you to repent. And repentance is not a one-time thing. That thief could have an honest day's work and then go back to stealing. He has to wake up every morning and choose, I'm not going to steal anything today. I'm going to make my honest living today. And that's what we have to do. We can say, I'm, I'm not going to sin today. And of course we will. But I'm not going to live in sin today. I'm going to move towards God and the things of Him. So, I mean, you know, the way we do that is through what we read in here. Like the next verse. Let no corrupt talking come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as it fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. So this gives one thing and then gives another. And I mean, you know, do I think this is is this exclu this is exclusive to cussing? I sure don't. I think cussing is one hundred percent included in that, but I also think it's putting down on people, like talking bad about them, gossiping, saying that they're no good, they're worthless. I mean, mentally and emotionally abusing people is part of it. Let no corrupt talk. So cussing, yeah. Cousin's bad. Don't do it. Let no corrupt talking come out of your mouths. I mean, you know, there's the whole argument of cussing is makes you sound less intelligent. And I would completely agree because you can't think of another word to use. That's just my opinion. But it's not just my opinion. The Bible says don't do it. But, you know, stop cussing and stop putting down on people. Because nobody wants to be around somebody that's putting down on them all the time. Nobody wants to be around somebody that's saying you're worthless. Even if they're not saying it in that, that exact word. That, so stupid. You know, just stuff like that. And I mean, if you've never heard that, that's great. I mean, it doesn't have to be those words. I'm just, like, you know, that's just an example I'm using. Let no corrupt talking come out of your mouths. No cussing, no putting down on, on people. Especially fellow believers. And that goes back to anger. Because when, 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 when people are angry, that's where they typically go to. It's cussing or making other people feel bad. And that's simply not the biblical thing we see. It's, it's just simply not. Because we see that in all this fits together with putting off the old, putting off the corrupt talk, but but only such as is good for building up. I mean, there's like a put this off and put this on. And he's using examples, and he doesn't just mean strictly this. He's putting, like, he's just using an example and saying, don't do this, don't cuss, don't. You let any corrupt talk come out of your mouth. Anything that's bad come out of your mouth, but only what's good. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. This lets me know that that God is, which we know God is grieved by our sin. Because He sent Jesus to die for it. He's angry over our sin. He doesn't want us sin. The Holy Spirit's grieved over our sin. You know that if you're a Christian, Every single time you sin, every single time, you feel this little thing. It's like, man, I shouldn't have done that. I can't believe I did that. And I'm not trying to say you have a little angel and a little devil on one side, like you see in the Tom and Jerry cartoons. And not just strictly Tom and Jerry, but I have seen it on Tom and Jerry. 
like you see on cartoons, you know, little devil, little angel on each side. It's not what I'm saying, but when you sin, the Holy Spirit convicts you. There's no doubt about it. And if he doesn't, then that would make me one. I mean, I'm not, I'm not one that questions people's salvation. I don't know. But if you don't have this convicting factor when you sin, I would, I would question your salvation. Not I would question, the Bible would question your salvation. Because the Holy Spirit's greed by our sin. And he lets us know that. Hey, you shouldn't have done that. And it's not in a bad way. It's in the building up for building us up. And that's what we have to do for other believers. Not in a bad way, but in a way of saying, Hey, you shouldn't have done that. That's sin. And don't call, go up to him and say, Hey, you're a sinner. You're stupid. Because then that's letting corrupt talk come out of our mouths. But there's a way to do this that's God-honoring. It's by putting on the new and taking off the old. <clears throat> and speaking truth and love. But don't sin. I mean, I know we can't say don't sin because we're all going to sin. But it grieves the Holy Spirit. And I feel like if we looked at it from that position of that it grieves God and it grieves the Holy Spirit, we might not do it so much. But then again, we're human. Not to use that as a crutch. But we are. And, you know, we, we literally grieve the Holy Spirit every day. And he's sitting there, man, Ben, you shouldn't have done that. Ben, 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 you know. And I'm sure the Holy Spirit gets tired of correcting me. Because he has to do it a lot. A lot. And if we looked at it from that angle, how would we live our lives differently? And then we see Paul wraps it up in 31 and 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger, I'm going to get to it, and clamor and slander be put away from you along with malice. Well, I thought you said it was okay to be angry. Yes, it's okay to be angry. But, be put away. This is anger that's not justified. All bitterness, so all being st like stuck in that anger. So there we go, don't let you, don't let, sun go down your anger. Alright, check. Wrath, that's acting out in anger in a way that can be justified. Yes, when God does it or we can do it in a justified manner. But this is when it's not justified. This is when you're going up and slapping somebody for absolutely no reason. I mean, that's, there we go. Look at it in that one. Going up and slapping the taste out of somebody's mouth for no apparent reason. And anger. You know, just being mad for no apparent reason. And clamor. You know, just, I don't know. You can't see my hands, but it's like just going back and forth. Just like being unsettled. Just rest, not rest, like just feeling unsettled and like can't get my words out. guess that's kind of clamor. But like, you know, just being unsettled and feuding with people and, you know, that's kind of clamor. And slander, slander, putting people down for no reason. Hey, you know what this person did? That's slander. Put away from you along with all malice, all bad intentions, all bad things. Put them away. And then in 32 says, be kind to one another. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Forgiving is great. It's awesome. But sometimes we can take it too personally. And we think we're supposed to let everybody else do what they're supposed to do, what they're doing. Said, oh, we got to forgive them. Yeah, we got to forgive them, but that don't mean that we don't have to tell them what they're doing is wrong. That goes back to the first verse of this. 
Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each of you speak the truth with his neighbor. Yes, forgiveness is good. Forgiveness is a great thing. God forgave us, but God also told us what we were doing was wrong. And if we don't do that, then we can't forgive them because they're going to keep doing what they're doing. And all we're going to be doing is forgiving. If they don't have any repentance, because yes, we have to teach them these things. We do have to forgive them regardless. But we have to let them know what they're doing is wrong. They need to repent. Just like we were told. And we can't forget that. Yes, we have to be kind to them and tenderhearted to them. We have to be that. Because they're not going to come if we're not. We have to be nice, tenderhearted, forgiving. But we also have to let them know, hey, this is right. This is wrong. I forgive you. I still love you. More importantly, God forgives you. God still loves you. But you have to stop walking in this way. Start walking in the light of who Jesus is. That's what we have to do. That's what we've been called to do in this verse. We as Christians have to do that. Have to. Not ought to. Not maybe should. Not should. Not, oh, I guess it's okay if you want to. No. Have to. We have to. Because we can forgive them. Yeah, it's great. But if we don't, if we don't tell them about repentance... And all this other stuff, forgiveness, then we're just going to have to keep forgiving and keep forgiving and keep forgiving and keep forgiving and keep forgiving them. And then they're going to go to hell. It doesn't matter how many times you forgive them. If you don't tell them about Christ's forgiveness and repentance and what Jesus did on the cross for them, how he, was, how he died and rose from the dead, and if they profess him to be their Lord, they're going to heaven because he's forgiven them. Because God's not going to forgive them without that. Because God's not going to forgive you unless you ask for it, nor should he. Because a sin is spitting in his face. He should not wipe that spit out of his face unless we ask for it. That was, that was bad night. Not wipe the spit out of his face. He should not not slap us back down without us asking for it. Yes, I mean, yes, when we spit in his face, he should slap us back down so hard we never even think to do it again. And he could, but he doesn't. And when we forgive, he hugs us. He says, you are mine, you are chosen, but what you were doing was wrong. Now you're forgiven. You're my child. Don't do it again. But if you do, I'll still love you. But you have to repent of this sin. That's what we have to do. I love you, but you've got to stop. Point them to Jesus. And it's biblical. It is. And it's not not being kind to them. It's being truthful to them. Being truthful in love to them. And that's what this world doesn't understand. That, oh, if you call somebody out on your sin, then you're just being mean. No, you're not being mean. You're, you're using your righteous anger in a truthful, loving way to dying people who are going to hell. And we know the way to stop that. And we're not using it. And I said we because I'm included in that. We have to let them know, hey, I love you, I forgive you, but more importantly, God does. But you have to stop living in this way. And that's all I have on that note. But we have to do this. And we're going to get into that in just a few moments. But that's all I have. So I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then we're going to move into closing thoughts. And today, closing thoughts is very similar to this. Dear Lord, I, I thank you for this day and I thank you so much for this opportunity for Jesus and for forgiving us, God. And just please help us to forgive others just like you forgave us, God. Because, God, that's so important that we do that.
but help us to lead them to you in that process, God. And just please help us to be the men and women you want us to be. And please help if someone stumbled upon this that doesn't know you, God, that they would reach out to me or reach out to someone, God, to come to know you, God. And just please help us to be examples for you. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Alright, so James chapter 1 verse 22 through, and I don't know where I'm going to stop. I might read to 27, probably will. Just If I stop before then, I'll let you know. But James 1 22 says, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror for he looks at himself and goes away at once forgets what he looks like but the one who looks into the perfect law the law of liberty and perseveres being who being no here who forgets but a doer who acts he will be blessed in his doing if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart this person's religion is worthless religion that is pure and undefiled before god the father is is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world <clears throat> so do the word we can hear it all we want to we can hear about everything we just read about repenting and leading others to forgiveness forgiving others loving others being kind to others we can do all that hear all that and then not do it it's like looking at yourself in the mirror knowing you're dirty saying oh well and walking away we have to do the word. And I say we, because I'm included. And there's stuff that we do that is, that stuff we do that we're not supposed to do and stuff we don't do that we are supposed to do. And we have to do the word. If, someone, if it says don't do it, we can't do it. If it says do it, we must do it. Not should do it, not maybe get around to it, we should do it. Not should do it, we do it. And because if we don't do the word, then what's good is the word doing us if we're just reading it and not obeying it and applying it to our lives. And then, you know, it's sad to think that people who have read the Bible daily are in hell right now. And I'm not trying to make a workspace salvation, but if you don't read and do the word, I would doubt your salvation. Again, like the Holy Spirit thing. But you know, I know we can get so calloused and all. And I understand that we can get far away. But there's certain characteristics of a Christian that are like, just give it. And I know I've gotten far from it at times. And I'm sure you have too. And I'm not saying that you're going to hell if you've gotten far from it. But, you know, we're called to do the word. Hear the word, do the word. That's what we've been called to do. So we, as a church, and as individuals, have to do it. So the body doesn't suffer, and so we don't suffer. Because <clears throat> your sin very rarely just hurts you. Very rarely, if ever. And that's all I have.
So as always, still have t-shirts, pop sockets, bracelets, sorry, I lost my train of thought. T-shirts, $20, the um, pop sockets and bracelets free for you. And next week's Testimony Tuesday. Pretty fired up about that. I know it's going to be great. This one's been long expected. So very much looking forward to recording and you guys hearing this one. So that's all I have. And hope you guys have a great week. I love you and goodbye.